Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us in the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Chris with Bristol Boxing Gym out of the Bristol, UK. Chris, happy Friday, my man. How are you feeling? Yeah, feeling good. Um, this is the day <laughs> that the Lord has made, so let's be glad in rejoice. <laughs> I love it. I love the energy, Chris. This is going to be a great episode. Um, Chris, look, we're excited to have you on. Very excited. And, you know, I think we're definitely ready to dive into what you have going on here with Bristol Boxing Gym. But first, Chris, you know, I definitely want to give you the floor here and give you an opportunity to give the viewers some perspective on Bristol Boxing Gym. So in your own words here, Chris, how would you describe Bristol Boxing Gym and what you guys do? Okay. Well, we're a community club. You know, everyone's welcome. We, we here located in the inner city of Bristol. Um, it's a, a deprived area. And... Uh, but everybody's welcome. Everybody's welcome here. Nobody's turned away. And that's from 10 years of age, right up to 70 years of age. You know, there we go. Boys yeah. and girls. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome, Chris. I think that's so big because I think oftentimes, and especially with you know, combative gyms like you know MMA, boxing, oftentimes you'll see it's a lot of a younger demographic sometimes, but when you can welcome everyone and anyone, regardless of experience, right? regardless if they're a professional fighter or whatnot. I think that's awesome, right? You, it's anyone and everyone, like you said. So, And that's what brings that community. So um, let's dive right into it, Chris. We'll keep it simple here. Uh, how many members are you serving currently? At, at the moment, approximately 400 seniors and just under 400 juniors. So, you know, it's just a, a, le a, le a level base, actually. Wow, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah, and that's great. I think the versatility of having such a different audience, right? You can you can work with anybody. That exactly. is great. And yes. so, I mean, 33 years of business, I think that's inevitable, right, to get to that point. Um, and so now for you, Chris, I mean, I know you're, I mean, you're upwards of 800 clients now, right? So how do you get new people to come through the door? How do you get them interested? Well, we're very fortunate, you know, haven't been around for so long. Everybody knows us. Uh, you know, we're talking about grandfathers, fathers, uh, and uh, children. You know, yeah. so uh, you know, somebody will say to us, "Oh, yeah, my dad used to come down here," and then now the kids are saying, "Oh, my granddad used to come here." So, <laughs> wow. So yeah. So we're you know we're very fortunate like that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great, and I think that's so necessary. I think when you can, when you can do that, I mean, that really goes to show the longevity of the gym, and I think. It's the similarity of like when uh, I always just like the analogy of a car salesman, right? When you get to a point where you have so many clients and you've been there so long, you don't have to do the, the nitty gritty stuff. They just come to you. It's like, okay, cool. Like, let's go back to Mercedes and, and get the same one we got last time with Chris or whoever it is. So I love that. I love that, man. And so now, I mean, look, you're at 800 clients here, Chris. I thought that's a good amount. It's a good steady amount. Now, if leads, traffic, clients, all of these things were unlimited, I mean, could you even go any higher than that? I mean, how much higher can you go? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm sure we, we could go, high, you know, higher. Um, 
never really thought about it you know you know we're just happy with how we how we go we don't look to increase our classes and and naturally there are there are quiet periods uh, you know during the day yeah but um gotcha uh, on the evenings and weekends you know we're flying yeah yeah and and so i mean right now being 33 years in business i mean i am always curious about this right are you at a point where are you still trying to grow or, or do you feel like you're at a point where you're maintaining where do you feel like your trajectory is going next in business um actually in business well we've got sort of different businesses within the business you know we have oh, our, wow. we have our M empire amateur boxing club we have just um a club for want of a better word for just juniors non-contact boxing we then have keep fit people we then also uh the elites we have professional boxers you know and and that's what we do we specialize in taking um amateurs through to the professional ranks and go on and from this gym we've actually had three world champions you know we've wow. been out to las vegas we've been la we've been all over wow that's awesome I think again, like it, it, you can go to the extremity of having professional fighters, but yes. also working with a five-year-old, 10-year-old kid, yeah, which yeah. is amazing. And so I think that's a great point because I, you know, you're, it's, you're growing in, in different areas of different parts of the business. Right. And I think it's, you can kind of put your focus on this or that. Right. And, and so would you say, I think, I think it's unique for every boxing gym, right. Especially from what I've at least spoken to, you know, are you, is your priority to grow the pro side and amateur boxing where they're trying to become professional or is it the juniors? I mean, which one do you feel like for you right now is the priority? I don't think there is a priority. It's just, they, they all blend in into each other. And also I didn't mention that we have a, we have a charity, a registered charity, the empire fighting chance. Um, that has grown from em employing from being self-employed. Um, now we have 24, full-time staff uh, of which are, I'm an ambassador, uh, Martin Bisp and my son, Jamie Sanigar. They're, they're the, the co-founders of the charity. Wow. Now that's the thing that's growing because that's gone into South Wales, the West Country, and they're, they're giving it, laying out formats throughout the country. So um, that would be the thing that would grow, grow most. Uh, yeah. Charity. That's great. That's great. And I, I, that's such a bigger picture. I mean, we're now we're going yes. beyond just, you know, helping people without even expecting anything in return. That's amazing. Yes. And, and so uh, now going to ask a little bit of a, of a longer question here, uh, but a good question. Right. And I, I'm curious to see because 33 years in business, right. I, I I'm just curious to see where you can improve if there even is area to improve. So um for you, Chris, right? I mean, there's three pillars of business, okay, that we use pretty predominantly in the fitness and gym industry. Number one being your marketing, your lead generation, getting people interested, getting them through the door, getting them to inquire, right? That's number one. Then you have number two, which is your sales, your acquisition. So when somebody comes through the door from that marketing, can you sell them? Can you get them to be a paying client or a paying member? And then number three, it's your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So for example, if someone's been there for 30 years, that's good retention. And have they bought 
boxing gloves from you? You know, are the boxing equipment, have they bought shorts? Whatever, if you offer that, of course, right? Um, so of those three, Chris, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Um, we, we have a good retention. That is one thing. But I say we have a good retention, but naturally there, there's also a big turnover as well because training and, and box, box, boxing and box fitness training becomes very low on your agenda. You know, in your mind, you want to think, but it's always the first thing to go. Oh, if you've got another appointment, sometimes the other appointment will override going to the gym. Yeah. yeah. And then, so, uh, re, you know, retention. Yeah. We get, um, I'm, I, I would say we would get one or two new members every day. Yeah. Yeah. Whether gotcha. we want to increase that to five or 10, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure because we don't really, because we don't look at that. We just, like for me, it's not like a job or I come to work. It's just like living my life. Yeah. So I don't sort of look for the pound note all the time. Of course, of course. And I, I think that's, that's, and that's totally okay. Right. I mean, you started this business because of your love for boxing, yes. right? You didn't start it because you want to go in and, and create this huge boxing business. Yeah. I mean, maybe you do. Right. But I think that's not your intention from the jump. Right. So, and I understand that completely, but I appreciate the honesty, right? I appreciate the honesty. Cause I think, again, I think for the viewers, they have to understand even after 30 years of running a gym, you can still improve. There's always room for improvement. So thank you for that there, Chris. I have two more questions for you. My two favorite questions. Chris, I mean, I think you've been in business for a while, but what's the goal? I mean, what's the bigger picture? I mean, let's say five, 10, 20 years down the road now. I mean, where do you guys want to be? Well, without a doubt, it would be nice to create more champions, you know, the, you know, the boys that we, we got at the moment, you know, how far can we take them? That's the challenge. Um, you know, taking someone to the, to the, to their highest potential and that is very, very rewarding, whether it's five fights, 10 fights, area title, or to, to the extreme, a world title. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's great. I think that's a great goal, right? I think especially in the boxing industry, it's very important to have. And I, I definitely think that could be accomplished. And so I have one more question for you here. Uh, my favorite question, right? Because you've got a lot of skin in the game. And I, I think I think you're probably one of the only people I've seen with a 30 plus year old gym. And I, I think I'm really curious to see this response here, Chris. So, you know, Chris, if you could go back in time to 1989 here to when you first started the gym, Talk to yourself with the information and knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started Bristol Boxing Gym. What would that advice be for you? Um, maybe um, don't get too disappointed when uh, the hard times come and uh, you, know, you can just battle through it. You know, there will be uh, business and personal problems that you're, you'll meet. It's just... Uh, Never give in. I love it. I love it. Such a great answer, man. It's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But Chris, before we sign out here, I mean, please, if you have any social media, Facebook, Instagram, website, anything at all, please take the time to shout it out and let people know where they can find out more about you and your facility. 
Okay. Thank you. Oh, you don't have any social media or your website or anything? Oh. You don't want to let, yeah, your stuff. <laughs> okay. Our social media. Okay. Yeah, okay. not ours. I'm saying yours, okay. man. <laughs> okay. So we're, yeah. You imagine with, with my age, I'm not really a, a social media person. It's all good. But, yeah. But our website is westcountryboxing.com. And then, then we're, I think, yeah, I've just been told, uh, but we're on Twitter, Sanagar Events. We're on Twitter, um, Facebook, the the whole lot, apparently. There but, we go. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm just a WhatsApp man. <laughs> yeah, no you know, worries, Chris. Still, uh, no yeah, worries. Yeah. No worries. You know, I appreciate I, it. I'd, I'd still be the one that. Uh, go leaflet limb through the, oh, the letterboxes. Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. Look, it's all good, Chris. We appreciate the time and contribution to the podcast. If you don't mind yeah. sticking around for two more seconds, so I can let you know no how you're going to get the podcast. I'd appreciate it. I'm going to sign everybody else out over here, okay? Okay. Awesome. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is James from Pig Fit LLC and Thayer Missouri. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm excited to have you here and to really learn more about what you have going on at your facilities because you have a couple of them. Um, really, before we dive into the business side here, which is what we're here to talk about, I want to hear a little bit of a backstory. What was it ultimately that led to you kind of... Um, becoming a business owner and opening up this gym. Well, the funny thing about the business owner part, I actually uh, started an online company called Cool Current Outdoor Adventures, which then led into a, uh, end up getting bounce houses and stuff, somehow got that, kayaks, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I knew kind of a little bit about the business portion of it. Now the gym, I just always went to the gym with friends. And then uh, one time I just went, of course, I've also been in law enforcement for well over 15 years. And I was getting out of shape, so I went with a friend. He was a personal trainer straight out of college. Uh, started working out with him, and he said, hey, man, you know business. Why don't you help me get a gym started? I said, sure, we'll try it. So uh, we did. Got a little, just a little business going. Started getting groups, and then I really liked it. I started, uh, you know, I, I was actually weighing at that time somewhere around 189 to 190 pounds. I got down with somewhere around six months, seven months, got down to about 147 pounds and probably was really fit, loved it, enjoyed it. And of course we had trying to get the business going and stuff. So it was kind of new for me for the gym portion, but really loved it. And I thought, you know what, I want to become a personal trainer, especially for like law enforcement, et cetera. So I got into that, got my certif- certification into it, just kind of studied it. And I already had a business degree. And then, uh, so I had, 
still cool current going on, help pay for some of the bills and plus law enforcement. And then we ended up starting a whole new gym called Pig Fit. And a lot of people thought it was because I was in law enforcement and actually had nothing to do with that. So, uh, but, uh, so we called it power ignition growth. Uh, we started it one year. We thought, Hey, let's just see what happens. We were already training just a few of like uh, football players, sports people, et cetera, and turned into something really big. So whenever we found a bit, uh, building later in there, it was about a 12,000 square foot building. Um, we, Talk to the owners. It, it's been vacant for three years. We come in, did some remodeling, um, got some uh, more gym equipment, added it in. Next thing we knew, within about a, a month to two months' time, we had a little over almost 300 some odd members just in that short amount of time. And then, uh, so we've been going ever since and kept growing. Okay, dang. So, kind of a little bit of a journey here. And, you know, you probably never envisioned yourself being in a gym owner life or owning a gym you kind of saw yourself as a business owner but um you know now you do have this this business for a listener give us kind of your elevator pitch of you know pig fit tell us who you are what services you have to provide really paint that picture for us Okay. Yeah. So just a little bit about us. I mean, which we do have supplements in here as well, but uh, you know, we're, we're just say it's a 24 seven gym membership based. Uh, of course we offer different, classes we do uh speed camp etc we train foot like i said football players sports uh sports teams uh we have martial arts classes um i mean you know we we have everything that you can possibly or well i mean probably not everything you can think of but pretty close to most stuff that you would actually need in a gym to work everything uh we even have a little corner for those who really love calisthenics and we have the spots you know like we have the the treadmills um bikes you name it for those who really love what i call the curse word the cardio um but i mean i as much as i hate to to say it, I do cardio, but I, I hate it. I hate running, um, but I'm more of the strength training type stuff. So, but we have, uh, you know, free weights to machines. And like I said, we have a, um, actually, I call it the old school feel, which we have our own um, uh, mats uh, in here. We actually have our own little boxing ring and a mixed martial arts ring inside our gym. Okay. So, geez, a little bit of everything in this right. facility um, really can market to a pretty large population there and, and really um, serve anybody with any kind of interest or, or goal. Um, so it sounds like it's pretty, like a lot of stuff. Um, within the, I guess, the group fitness side of things, let's chat about that first. How many classes are you guys running a week? So we usually do somewhere around, I guess it'd be about five to six classes a week um you know i think our smallest class might be 12 people in that one but the rest range from uh 30 people on up oh wow so they're really big classes and so being that you only have five to six a week is it is it something that you are interested in growing for your facility having more classes per day and making you know continuing to grow that side of things yeah, we, we looked into it a few times, just even doing something like outdoors. The weather here is so crazy here in Missouri. I mean, we get, every, like I said, every single season you can think of. So, and in Missouri, it could be raining one day and then something totally different. And the weather forecast, I'm pretty sure they, uh, those out there who actually do weather forecasting just give up on us. So, because you don't know. 
Um, so we thought about doing classes to expand, but you know, even with a 12,000 square foot building, when you got all the members in, it's just kind of hard, uh, to really look at that. And if we were to expand, maybe later on, we may, I would like to have more trainers in here to do that. I feel like that would, uh, that would benefit everybody. Cause I don't want to have like one trainer. I mean, usually they say one, two per 10 or et cetera, but we do what we, what we can um, we'll probably change our model just a little bit where we'll be doing more online um, that seems to be the better fit for nowadays so we'll probably be changing some things to do in online as well as in class okay so um you know offering that online thing in today's evolving industry like that's a really good path to go down um, we're living mm-hmm. in such a digital world so having a presence there is always beneficial for our business And another thing here that's really beneficial for this kind of business model where we have a lot to offer um, is the idea of one-on-one personal training um, because we can bring in a little bit more revenue from that than we would a normal gym membership. And that's always good for business. It's good for our clients too, because we're always going to have clients who have really specific kind of goals. And if we can give them that one-on-one attention that they need to achieve that goal, um, it makes them feel pretty good and they stick around with us for a while. Um, yeah. So is one-on-one training a big part of what you guys do? Kind of what percentage of your revenue would you say is coming from that side of things? I would say maybe about, you know, really it's maybe about 15%. I would say would be the one-on-one. Um, you know, we've got quite a few, which most of them are like um, kids, you know, teenagers, et cetera, just trying to work on something and figure out even, I mean, and, and we've got people who help out with nutrition, um, so that way we can kind of set them on something and it makes them feel really good, which their metabolism is totally, totally different than the adults, you know. And uh, but, you know, that's, that's probably majority of ours is going to be kids and teenagers. Uh, then we do the old, um, I'd say older ones, but anyone that's from, you know, at least age 20 and up. You know, we may have just uh, maybe a handful of those, but the rest of them are teenagers on the one on one. So that's why I based it right around maybe 15% income from that because it's probably their parents that's paying for them more than anything. But, uh, but that's kind of our big base around here is we, we reach, seem to reach more of the uh, younger generation for the one-on-one personal training. Okay, got it. Um, so my next question here would be, is the personal training side of things something that you're you would grow if you had the resources to do so. Like if you were able to grow the one-on-one into more of the adult gen pop, maybe mom who wants to lose a little bit of weight or, you know, somebody looking to gain a little bit of muscle, but part of the gen pop and not necessarily the kid, the athlete performance, like, would you want to grow that, that one-on-one side of things? You know, I mean, I think, I think we've tried that before. I would, I would like to, we've tried that. We've put it out there. But really, it's, it seems to be more, which, I mean, and, and we get it. Everybody's scheduled their business. Um, but, you know, we, the kids really kind of put their minds to it more than anything. Um, some have jobs and stuff. But even so, you know, I think parents or even adults, and I've been there, I get it. Um, but if you put your mind to the gym and that's what your goal is and you set that as your goal, you're going to make everything you can and you plan around that. But I'm starting to get to – see where there's a lot of older generation or a lot of these parents and so where they're like, oh, I just don't have time. I do this and that. So they're just not making it a priority. Okay. Yeah, no, I would, I would agree. I mean, as a parent, I have a four-year-old, his priorities and the things that he wants to do kind of trump what, whatever I want for myself <laughs> and my physical right. health. 
Um, so I definitely understand that. Um, let's kind of talk about the the general membership here. You know, what sort of memberships do you have available? Like if I came in, um, is it just one normal membership or are there different tiers there? Yeah, so we have, I mean, we have everything from like, if you're in public safety, police, fire, EMS, etc. I mean, we have a plan for them. We have one for veterans. Uh, we have one for uh, seniors because sometimes we do like the um, old silver sneakers, uh, which it's changed to a different one now. But, um, you know, so there's different membership base. And of course, we got the three month, the six month, the, the yearly, um, et cetera. So and of course, we get then we got family packages. So, um, you know, just based on household, who's in the family, you know, so we've got several packages that people can pay, pay for, for, for our gym here. Okay. So a lot of options. Um, and how many members or clients do you guys have right now? Um, so we're up around for, for the fair one here, somewhere around five, 600 some odd members. Okay. Is that a pretty comfortable spot or are you in a position where you ideally would like to grow and welcome more members into the facility? Oh, I would definitely like to welcome more into the facility. I mean, it's because really even 12,000 square foot and the, the people's time frames are so different. Now, anywhere from after six o'clock, this place is is booming. And sometimes I'm thinking we probably need to expand quickly. But um, and then sometimes in the mornings, but then you're looking at afternoons, you know, that's where we try and get some of the uh, different training in for people's lunch. Uh, et cetera. But and then in the evenings, we do our classes. And so we've got we've got to make room for that. But no, I would definitely like to um, kind of go on and then just kind of change some things up just a little bit. And I would definitely like to have more members uh, to be able to participate here. Yeah. Um, and I think for for most people, that's what we want. Right. We want to be able to help more people. We want to be able to grow. Um, it's good for the business. It's good for our community. Absolutely. Uh, so, but like out of everybody that I talked to and from personal experience as well, that seems to be the hardest part. Like we want to grow, but it's hard to figure out how to get more clients. Walk me through what that growth process looks like for you. How are you guys finding your clients? Is it working? Are you running into any challenges there? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a hit and, hit and miss. Now I would say a year ago, yeah, it seemed a little rough, but I think we changed things up. A website has been great for us. You know, we have a website and it just kind of also shows people. I feel like it's a little bit more professionalism when you have something people can see because this is a generation where people want to get online and look it up. So we, we have that. So that's helped us out. Uh, we are real big in the community. Um, so, I mean, like anything that I do, like I, I talked earlier about the Cool Current Outdoor Adventures company I dove into you kind of mix that with our gym. So anything that there's community related, um, you know, they have the fall fest and Christmas activities, whatever, we'll be there. If it's a back to school fair, we'll be there. We'll set up a booth. Uh, we'll give away things. We do like little fitness things and nutrition plans for kids mm -hmm. that they can try out, you know, see if that's something that they're right. interested in. But that's usually, I mean, as long as we're in the community and or communities more than one, you know, we're in there, we're in the public's eye, they see us, um, you know, it could be something so simple, something so small, but they see us, and then people come over, talk about wanting to get back into the gym, and then we start signing them up right there. Yep. So, um, I like the idea of the events, because again, that's going to generate word of mouth, and we get out in our mm -hmm. community, people see us, they start talking about us, and, and that stuff is really good, because um, naturally, we're going to grow, but when we look at, like, pacing our growth through events and 
word of mouth, it is a little bit difficult because um, we can't really control the rate at which people talk about us. And we might go to an event and spend 10 hours at this event and talk to a thousand people, but then only get one member out of it. And it's like just really, really frustrating. Um, Yeah, it it can be. Yeah. I mean, I I like to grow. Obviously, I want to be able to help more people. Um, And I definitely still do events, but I also supplement that with other things. Now for me personally, having a really good presence on um, online has helped me and my business substantially. Uh, For you guys, like talk to me about your presence on you guys. Do you have social media? Has that been beneficial? Have you used it for, for growth at all? Yeah, we've used, I mean, Instagram can seems to be our biggest uh, helps and we'll do a few videos here and there. Uh, myself and some friends of mine or some of our trainers you know we'll do and it just kind of I guess it expands from there you know they've got friends they've got family and so on so everybody just kind of connects and comes on and when we're like I said at the um, events you know they see that we've got a Facebook account Instagram we have a website check out we got videos and stuff on that's on there which you know, so we, we work on different things and, and people can see that. And, you know, of course, I'm a real big that obviously like some of our people that come here, it, it's kind of funny, but like most of our kids too, you know, they sign model release forms. Uh, if their parents are okay with it, they sign model release forms. And then they're, they're, they're working out, they're on our website. And then of course their friends see it. And then that's sometimes it's just small things like that. They see it. And then they're like, hey, we want to be part of the gym. And then they start coming and people see the differences in them as well. And then, of course, our our biggest thing that we've done, I talked a little bit about these sports activities, uh, football players, et cetera. When they come into us, they may be, you know, weighing who knows what or they need to get up or they need to bulk in. And then you watch maybe six months or so go by and then there's someone totally different. Well, the coaches say something and and the coaches come back and the school um, always tells their students, hey, when you get into something or the coach tells them, hey, when you get in something, go to pick fit. They'll get you in shape. They'll get you where you need to be. And so it's it's been something huge for us with this. Uh, helping out the schools and then they come over and then they actually even tell some of the kids or some of the parents like hey go get a uh, you know one-on-one personal training or go uh, grab a group over there that'll really help them get uh, up to speed with our fitness so I mean it's just different things like that that's helped and the online's been great because people can just go check it on check it out real quick and and so yeah anyway yeah, no, I think having an online presence is definitely necessary, necessary post-pandemic. I mean, we're living mm-hmm. in the digital world. So if we're not on those platforms, we're really missing out. Um, yeah. I've seen a lot of people utilizing it to pull in new clients by running sort of like paid ads on Facebook. Is that something that you guys have tried at all? Because I've seen like a lot of success and then a lot of pitfall with it. Yeah, I think we tried it probably maybe two years ago and it just, it, it wasn't working for us. I mean, we felt like we were just paying out and I mean, we can look on our Facebook or we get the insights or whatever and says, oh, so many people's check this out. But then, but we may have had what, two new memberships out of it. That's it. You know, so we just kind of said, you know, it's really not helping much. I mean, sure people see us, but we felt we did just enough for the paid ads in that, that we just kind of stopped um our our main advertising that we will do would be like radio broadcast you know people just adver- just advertise something um maybe tv once in a while 
but not often for this area. Um, or just put up a sh huge banners periodically somewhere out there. Or, um, and we'll pay for those advertisement banners for a little bit. But other than that, Facebook's not really been on our side. <laughs> so as far as really drawing in anybody. Okay. Yeah. No. And I think for, for most of us, like we've kind of had a, a similar story or a similar experience to you. Um, I have a side business as well where I bake cakes. Um, and during the pandemic, I was like, oh, like people are at home, like they're not going to the grocery store. Maybe like if I advertise these cakes um, on Facebook, uh, I'll get clients. Mm -hmm. And so I, would, I fell into the trap where it's like I'm boosting a post and like hoping and praying that it worked, but it's not targeted. So we're not guaranteed to get clients from that. And it really... Right. It sucks to spend money if we're not making money. I don't know about mm -hmm. you, but I definitely am never going to spend money if I'm not going to make anything from it, if it's not going to pay off. Um, right. Facebook also has a different feature other than Boost where you can actually run a, a specific ad campaign and it's more targeted. Um, for me, that's really what like kind of took things off was like I ran a targeted ad. I was looking specifically for like women that wanted fat loss. So it was mm -hmm. easier to target it um, versus boosting. Like I would put like a five mile radius from my house where I lived and then I was getting nothing. So <laughs> it wasn't paying off. Um, question to you, you know, with your, you have two locations, um, you know, how recently did you acquire the second location? Yeah. So the second location kind of just fell in our lap of, of some people we knew had um, just a small space and we really were just wanting to do something for groups. And so they said they would rent it to a very cheap price just so somebody was in there. Um, so we just kind of took it, put in just a few things that we thought would be necessary for a group or personal one-on-one -on -one training, put it in there. And then it's just kind of grown and we're actually out. We've outgrown that. Um, so we're actually looking to expand. We're looking for another place to either lease or buy in the uh, West Plains area, something bigger. We were looking at one as about, I think it was only 7,000 square foot or maybe 7,500 square foot. Uh, so we we're looking at trying to get that and just getting a new location up there. And then we've got, uh, we had a few others. I know some schools down in the Arkansas area asked if we would put a gym somewhere down there. So they're looking for us a building down there. So we'll probably expand somewhere down there as well into the Arkansas area. Awesome. You guys have like a huge growth mindset and it sounds like you're really growing this thing, this brand. Yeah, it's, it's uh, great. It's turned out a whole lot better than what I ever expected. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, if you could kind of have a magic wand, all your goals, all your dreams for pig fit have come true. Kind of what would that picture look like for you? Yeah, I'd say we just want to be, I want to say like a franchise uh, style, but be able just to kind of reach everyone in their main goals. Cause I mean, I've been to gyms where it's just, it's there, things are ran down. Nobody's really kept up to gyms that have all sorts of stuff, but you just can't make noise in there. So, so we're kind of, you know, both where we got things. I just want to make sure that we have everything that's kept up, um, you know, clean as well. And then of course, you know, people come in, they want to strength train. If they make noise, they make noise. It is what it is. You know, that's we're, we're there to work out. We're there to get better health and fitness. And that's what I would like to see. Um, you know, in the next five years, I would like to open up maybe two more gyms at least, and then have a supplement company or supplements, 
uh, in there. So kind of a store slash gym. And of course we sell our apparel, you know, we have custom apparel with us. We have custom, uh, well, pig fit boxes, kind of like these, you know, that when you get a membership, you get one, it's got your lanyard, uh, your key fob and uh, stickers and stuff in there, you know, so, but I would like to see it expand and then maybe just uh, see what else we can, we can go from there for the fitness. Yeah, no, it's exciting because I feel like you've already kind of expanded quite a bit since you've had this business and mm -hmm. um, being that the industry is always evolving, it sounds like you have been able to evolve with the industry and I'd be interested to see how, how even more so you're able to do that kind of continuously um, over time. And I want to ask you, you know, James, what would you consider to be like a good word of advice to give somebody who's fairly new to the industry? Maybe they just opened up their own gym and they're just getting started on this. Like, what would you share with them? I would say don't quit too soon. You know, that's, I mean, whenever I first started, I thought, man, the bills were stacking up thinking, okay, how are we going to pay for this? How are we going to do this? Things, things worked out. Um, you know, don't, don't quit too soon. Sometimes it takes time for really the people to, to notice your gym or to notice what you have, uh, get out into the community and just be, you know, do, do your best, but just don't quit. Um, stay at it and then you'll see you'll see growth as long as you stay with it if it's your company your business you know you want to see it stay alive dream dream big don't dream small and uh, just stay stay with it mm -hmm, for sure um definitely stick with it and I think like it's also important to note too that like your journey is not going to look the same as somebody else's so right. don't kind of compare you know what somebody else did on this podcast or one of your friends who owns a gym and try to like fall into that same pattern because um no two people have the same journey in this industry and that's for sure <laughs> right so, I appreciate you sharing that with us what's the Instagram or the website where can our listeners go to find out more about what you have to offer within your facility yeah so they can go to uh, pigfitllc.com um, and then, of course, we have our Instagram, which is just PigFit. I, I think it's like PigFit LLC is all that all that would be. Um, and then, of course, Facebook, same thing, Pig PigFit LLC. So everything we have, you know, I mean, once once you look it up, you'll see the big pig with the the weights in his hand, and then it says PigFit. Everything says is labeled. Oh, easy enough to find it. Um, and I'm excited to kind of see. Um. I'm excited to check out the Instagram. I want to like envision <laughs> what it looks like in there because it sounds awesome. Like you really have a lot going on. Um, so uh, I appreciate you being here today, James, for sharing your insights. Um, listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, go ahead and hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. We'll be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. 
That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Joe Honey with Honey's Boxing out of the UK. Joe, what is going on, buddy? How you doing? Happy Tuesday. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm doing really well. Thank you. Happy to be here. This is actually my first ever podcast I've done, so quite exciting. I'm looking forward there to it. There we go. Yeah, I hope it's going to be exciting as well. And we're excited to have you on. And so, you know, before we kind of dive right into the nitty gritty of what you have going on here with Honey's Boxing, you know, first, I want you to kind of take the floor here and and give the viewers a little perspective, right? So if you can, Joe, in your own words, how would you describe Honey's Boxing and what you guys do? Um, So I would say Honey's Boxing is a a facility for people that want to use boxing as like a way of fitness, um, but without necessarily the fear factor of getting hit. Boxing gyms um, traditionally, well, especially in like the UK, are quite intimidating, like daunting places, um, especially for someone walking into that's never like been in a boxing gym before. So um, Honey's Boxing is very much a place where uh, families are all welcome. We have people of all ages from 10 years old up until uh, 70 years old. Um, a place where, yeah, people can just use boxing as a way to get fit, do it with their friends and family. And it, it doesn't have to be as much of a, a serious kind of sport that it's made out to be. Um, so that's where I, I think Honey's Boxing is different from a lot of other boxing gyms uh, because it's, it's like very welcoming and it's yeah, it's not it's not it's not a serious place. It's it's very welcoming. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I think that's great. I think that's a, a new perspective for the boxing industry because I think a lot of it's true. A lot of you know boxing industry, a lot of the boxing gyms you've had out here are, are a little more for that intimidating side, the fighting side. So I think if you can have that versatility and be able to kind of be applicable to both avenues of like the general population and the fighters, I think that's big. And so you know. We'll start with the basics here, Joe. I mean, how many members are you serving currently? So we we obviously it kind of fluctuate from from month to month, and you you don't have to actually be a um, a member to come to our gym. Like a lot of um, kind of smaller independent studios will have it, so you, you can't train there unless you're a member. But we, we don't like operate like that. So people can be a member, or they can be kind of like someone that just wants to come in and like pay as you go. But our, our membership normally sits around probably between 160 to maybe 190. So it's always going up and down within that. I mean, it's continued wow. to grow as the years has gone on. Uh, obviously, COVID wasn't great. But um, since kind of after COVID, it has it has continued to then start to climb again, which is which is great. But um, yeah, it's, 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 it's normally around that figure here. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I like to always get this perspective too, because I think it's unique for every gym. So for you guys, Joe, what's been the best method to get new people through the door? I would say probably Instagram. I would say that Instagram as um, when I actually first started a gym, Instagram wasn't a, 
it wasn't obviously nowhere near as big as it is now. I mean, I've had the gym for um, had the gym for over eight years, but I started the business about ten years ago, and I think that was roughly when Instagram started. Around then, can't be specific on the date, but a lot of it back then, I, I did a lot of other kind of like methods of like marketing and advertisement, which was like flyers and posters, and uh, I, I would stand outside supermarkets and schools giving out like leaflets and things like that. But I think over the last maybe eight years, it, it's been pretty much just like mostly social media. Yeah, that's big. I think that's big because I, if you can, if you can understand the versatility of being able to use word of mouth, social media and other resources, I think it really definitely brings and reaps in that benefit of, of getting that the clientele that you do want. And, um, you know, let's say this, Joe, I mean, you said you fluctuate between that 160 or 190, I believe that, that mark there. I mean, hypothetically speaking here, of course, if leads, traffic, clients, all these things were unlimited here, I mean, how much, how much more could you handle? Good question. I mean, before COVID, we would actually find that in the evenings we were swamped. Um, and then obviously COVID come about and now obviously the world's changed a lot more. People work from home. So now I think our evenings classes are still very busy, but they're not as busy as they were before COVID. So I've actually seen a bit of a movement of all of those evening clients kind of slightly reduced, but the morning clients in the daytime, um, like, classes and personal training and things that go on that be so much bigger and i know that the numbers have have grown but um i think if i I'm, i always like to think that i could always make room for more people um we could yeah i think we could we could still i mean our evening classes are still busier than the mornings but we could we i think we could probably still accommodate for I'd like to say a hundred more max, absolute max. Um, as long as that was spread out across the evening and the morning. I mean, if it was just in the evenings, then we no, we wouldn't be able to handle it. I mean, my, my facility is about 3000 square foot. I, I would love to have somewhere that's probably triple the size. And I have wanted that for about five years now, but just been very unfortunate with having, um, anywhere that's come available. That's, uh, in the right area, the right parking, um, the right size and all of that kind of thing. Um, as that's the direction I want to go in, in the future. Yeah. And I think that's major, right? I think I, I one thing I want to compliment here, Joe, is like you understand the ins and outs of your own business very well, where I think some people kind of almost lose sight of, of, of what they're actually doing just because they're so focused on, well, what are my numbers, right? Like how can I get more clients, this and that, all, all the, the front end stuff, but I feel like you understand it on a, on, a, on a wider span here. So I want to compliment you on that, Joe. Um, and so, you know, and, and this is a good question for the viewers here too, because with the, the numbers that you're at, I always say anything over 100 members is a lot. It's a lot to manage, a lot to track. So how do you track, right? How do you know when someone just started? How do you know if someone's looking to leave? Right. How do you track those metrics? It, it, you know what? It's interesting to hear what you just said there about me kind of understanding the business on a wider scope because I'm actually very much the opposite. I've just been winging this from the first day. 
I started the gym. I just it's just always just been me. I never really focused uh, on the numbers. Uh, I didn't really focus on the money or anything. I just I kind of got into this because I love it. Like I love um, boxing. I love teaching boxing. And um, I back when I started, even if I would have a class of two or even one. And they would say, who would be paying like four pounds? They'd say to me, I'll like, you know what, Joe? Because I, I started in another gym. And they'd say to me, I'll, I'll just go and train weights. Like, you don't have to, to do the class. And I'd be like, no, no, it's fine. I'll, I'll do it. Uh, because I, I was still at that stage where I couldn't believe that I was being kind of paid to, to, to do that as a job from other jobs that I've had in the future. So I think it's, it, the, the, it, it's grown the way it has is because my intentions goals drive was never to make money my goal was never to even have a gym to be honest as i said i started in another gym um because i was so passionate about it i, th I feel like that's the reason why it has grown and I, I feel like if you're someone that is chasing money and members and that is what you're fixated on then i don't know maybe sometimes you can push that away but I didn't even know until you said, right, this is how unclued up I am with some of this stuff. I didn't even know that that amount of members for a gym my size is is, is much. I'm not actually, that's why I, since learning about your podcast, I'm actually really interested to to listen to the other gym owners and hear the things they have to say and yeah, 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 pick their brains, you know. Much appreciated. Yeah, yeah. And I, I appreciate the transparency. I think this is exactly what we want to hear sometimes because I think when the viewers can understand like, Hey, like I can relate to Joe. That is true. Like that is exactly how I feel as well, because I think a lot of people are fitness professionals, but not business professionals. And that's okay. Right. That's not why you started this yeah. industry. Yeah, you started this that, that's me. That is me. That is me. I've just been learning as I go, you know? Yeah. Which kind of leads me to my next question. It's a good kind of segue here. Um, you know, we, we've been discussing this entire podcast and what I like to, to call the pillars of business here is essentially, you know, there's three of them, right? There's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, right? Getting people through the door. Then you have your acquisition, which is your sales. You're getting somebody from an interested client to being a paying client. And then you have your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So Joe, of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Okay, so let's go through these. So the first one you said was, um, just say that first one again. Uh, lead generation. Okay, lead generation. And then what was the next one? I'm sorry? What was, this, was the second one keeping them happy or out or uh, tracking them? That was acquisition, so sales. So getting somebody from being interested to paying. Right. And then okay. you have your retention and, and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. Um. I would probably say the second one was I've got them interested, but maybe getting them potentially to sign up on a membership and be committed to the term because I do get people through the door quite a lot. And to be fair, we do have people that, that join. And I, I feel like I'm very, well, I say me, obviously there's a team of us. It's not just me, but I feel like we're very good of uh, keeping the, the clients happy because Honey's Boxing is very much a, it's kind of like a social stronghold cult type place, very similar to, similar to like CrossFit. Um, every class we do is always different, regardless of it being the same time of, 
every week. We keep it interesting, keep it changing. And um, I always say in our induction class every every week, I say we, we, we tailor the classes towards the individuals that are in it and the numbers that we have. So they're never the same. Keeps the body guessing, it keeps them interested and it keeps us as coaches motivated to, to always keep putting on something new. I feel that variation is what keeps our members um, kind of like consistent with us and staying with us and and continue to stay for years. Because I mean, I've had, well, I do have members that have been here for the entire time since I've started. And as I said, it's the best part of 10 years and they're, they're still here now, like three or four times a week. Um, but I think getting the, going back to your question, the second one that you said of um, making someone to commit to a membership this is something I lack and I feel like I could improve on. I, I like to think that I'm quite good at selling something as long as the product isn't mine. So say, for example, if I worked for you and you said, look, Joe, this is, I need you to sell this for me. I could go and do a really good job. I like to feel of selling that because I'm not the one who's profiting from what I'm selling. So the person won't ever think I'm kind of like just blagging it or fake, you know, but if I'm selling some, I don't know, for example, my own boxing gloves or my own gym membership or whatever, something I am passionate about and I know is very good and at a fair price or good quality or whatever. I feel like almost too in tune with their thoughts to thinking, well, you're just saying that because it's your business, you know? Yeah. So I kind of like to encourage the staff to, to, to be the more, more sellers than, than myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think again, uh, I'll, I'll make this point where, you are a fitness professional, right? You're not a sales professional. You're not supposed to be. Um, doesn't mean you can't learn it, right? Or you can't become that, right? Of course, you could always increase and grow your skills. And what I also want to say, I appreciate the honesty and transparency, Joe. I think that's super important, right? A lot of the viewers can relate to this. I think they really can, where this is also their biggest struggles. So thank you for that, Joe. And I got two more questions for you, my two favorite questions. Number one being, what's the bigger picture for you? What are you trying to accomplish long-term? So my, my kind of like goal to, uh, from the beginning, um, and so like I listened to quite a lot of, um, Simon Sinek on, um, on YouTube and, um, like I really love, love his stuff. And I feel like for me, someone that's had no real training in terms of like business and leadership and stuff like that, mm. I kind of like learned quite a lot from him, but, um, he talks a lot about your why. And for me, um, sometimes I can lose sight of that over the last 10 years, but the, my why at the beginning was, um, I kind of started out in Australia. I, um, I, I emailed 10, 10 boxing gyms that I could look to work in um, when I would get to Melbourne and only one of them emailed me back. Um, we had our wires crossed around what I would be doing. I, I was just happy to go and like clean toilets or do the hoovering and stuff like that. They thought I was coming down to do coaching. Obviously, I'd, I'd boxed since I was 12. Uh, so when I got there and realized it was a miscommunication, I just winged it and just started um, in the interview process was me taking someone on the pads. Anyway, um, I got the job. I worked there for like eight months. Absolutely loved it. It was real kind of like big part of my life, I think, in, in terms of what me working there has gone on to um, what's it materialized for for me now with, with the business that I'm at now. But um, when I was at that gym, this was the first time I'd ever seen average everyday people of both genders and all ages kind of like wrapping their hands going through the fingers and ready to get geared up to do a boxing class and I'd never seen people 
of that age do that especially like lots of lots of like women as well and I remember saying to the coach like what what, what class is this what is this and he was like oh it's a boxer size class and I was like right okay then when they started hitting the bags and they was all moving around they looked like boxers like I used to see him back home in England when I was a kid and I was like so do these do these fight and he was like no they just do it for fitness and I was like but they all look so good they look like they're fighters and that is how he trained them and for me it was quite a wow thing not to just see as I said them wrapping up their hands correctly and moving around like they were a boxer but like I'd never seen that and I thought if I could do that home back in England like this would be this would be brilliant um, I feel like Australia and America are a little bit ahead of the UK in that sense, because I do see on social media now, there's plenty of more places in America and Australia that, that kind of do do a similar thing to me. But back then, there wasn't really much that I'd seen at all other than that gym. So when I come back home, I started doing that within a gym and obviously built it up and then opened my own gym. Um, so what's that materialized into now? Cause I didn't add a preference. I didn't actually set out to open up my own gym. It was just a series of events that happened. And here I am now, I want to basically have a boxing fitness super gym. Just to clarify I do have a lot of actual people that compete as well, but the makeup of my gym is, um, probably say like 70% of the people that come here, if not more, are just who do it for fitness. I kind of want to expand on that and just have a, a big, um commercial sized gym that is based around boxing fitness but also has lots of treadmills lots of cross trainers lots of resistance machines so people that don't necessarily do the boxing they just love the culture of what comes with honey's boxing they could be a member here too and, and we, we do have that now we do have like uh, members that come to my gym who just use the weights machines but it's such a small area um it's, it's our second floor uh, sorry, our first floor. So the group got a ground floor with a boxing, and the first floor is the uh, weights and treadmills. But I want to have a gym big enough to have lots of machines, um, a bigger boxing area, um, as I feel a little bit like we have outgrown it now. I mean, there's there's eight personal trainers that I have working now, and I would love to have a big staff room for them with like Sky Television and like a pool table and like a sofa area, and just more showers, more. Uh, changing rooms just a lot bigger and a lot more and then maybe yeah. once that has calmed down maybe another gym but um, first off and now I feel like I need to get it to get it right before I was looked to expand or sorry before I look to do another one yeah I love that I love that and I love the aspiration how specific it is I think that's an amazing thing and I think it serves you well and now this last question is my favorite question and I'm really curious to see your answer here and it's going to go a little like this, right? So if you can go back in time here, Joda, when you first started your gym, sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? God, I, I, I could talk all day. I, I really could talk all day because where, where I mentioned at the start, I've had no training. I've had nothing and I've, I've made so many mistakes and um, I, I just, I, I've just, I suppose it's just experience over time. You, you, you change things, and you, you, you I, I literally had to learn through loads of mistakes because from day one, I have just, as I mentioned earlier, I have just been winging it, and I've, I've, I've actually spent out some painful lessons. Last week was one where I wasn't able to, to make the. Uh, um, 
to make the podcast. Um, it's quite a negative subject, so I don't know if you'd want me to go into that or not. Um, up to you. Up to you. Um, well, one, one. I mean, I won't dive into it too much, but one thing would be don't sign anything without reading it. Um, it's just something that I got caught up in and it's, it's actually cost me 15,000 pounds because I didn't, I didn't read what I signed. Someone came into my gym, caught me off guard when I was holding pads for a client. They asked me if, um, I wanted to them to investigate my business rates. Uh, I actually said I'm training a client, can't have this conversation now. And, um, they said, I oh, will at least let us look into it for you. We'll come back. I said, okay. And they said, well, can you just sign here? I lent out the ring. I've done my signature and they left. And then it materialized into me having to pay two and a half thousand pounds every single year for five years to this company for um, potential future savings they would get me. And uh, it went on for a few years. I paid them a couple of years worth. And, and then after that, um, it, they, it, they, I, I refused to, to, to pay anymore. The company are quite uh, well known online. Um, for what they do and how they um, they scam businesses, and uh, I, I I refuse to stand my I refuse to keep paying and to stand my ground. And uh, I actually went to court um, a couple of weeks ago now, and uh, ended up having to pay fifteen thousand pounds. So that was a painful lesson, very painful lesson. But regardless of this company being known all over social media for what they do. Um, I shouldn't have signed what I signed. So that would be something I would tell myself, but on more of a positive note, because I, I don't want to leave it down a, like a <laughs> negative avenue. I would say um, if I could go back and give myself any advice, I would say don't, or try not to, I like. I never like to say the word don't, I always like to say try not to, try not to stress about the future, just live in the moment, be positive, and things will always work out. I think, especially in my, my younger days, my first like three or four years, I would constantly just be stressing about the future, and always trying to plan too much around what if, what if this, what if that, what if that? And I would be almost fixing problems that might not even happen. And then I'd look back and thought, I wasted a lot of time of my thoughts and energy on that when it didn't even, didn't even happen. So just, um, yeah, that would be one thing for me. And as I said, it, things always seem to work out. I, I think they do, especially if, you, if, you're, if you've got a very positive mindset, I think they will. Um, so yeah, I, 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 would, I, would, I would have to go with that just, um, be positive. Don't stress about the future and, and live more in, in the moment. And maybe Joe. not on another, don't, you can't always, um, my girlfriend says this to me, you can't, um, you can't always expect from people, uh, what you, you can't expect people to treat you the way you would treat them. I'm too trusting, you know, um, I think I've learned a few painful lessons there as well. 
Joe, that was a mic drop of an answer. Way to close it out there. It's a good place to wrap things oh, up. On I, can, I can ramble a lot. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no worries. Uh, it's a good place, place to wrap things up on this episode. Before we sign out, Joe, I mean, please shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you may have. Where can people find out more about you and the facility? Yeah, so we've got um, we've got two Instagrams. We've got Honey's Boxing. So it's just at Honey's Boxing. And then we've also got at HB Fight Gear, which is something new that I started doing last year. This is like my own boxing brand that's kind of a spin off the gym, like boxing gloves, um, hoodies, wraps, like all things like that, that um, yeah, I'm trying to push. And honeysboxing.com. So there we go. There we go. There we go. Joe, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for two seconds, just so you know how you can get the podcast, I would appreciate it. I'm just going to sign everybody else out over here, okay? Lovely. Thank you very much. Awesome. Yep. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in and join us to talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.